Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those of us dealing with a loved one with memory loss. Welcome to today's episode. I thought we'd lighten it up a little bit this week since it's the week following Memorial Day weekend. And I'll tell you some stories about Misty, my mom's dog. One of the reasons I chose mom's memory community was in part because they allowed her to keep her dog. At the time, that seemed really positive thing, and there are days I still feel that way, but there are days I don't. But more on that in a little bit. First, let me give you a little history on Misty and mom's previous dogs. My parents always had black miniature poodles, predominantly female. Misty was preceded by Holly, who lived to be 17 years old. That's a first for any of my parents' dogs. No others had survived past 15. After Holly died, it took a lot longer for my dad to start wanting a new dog, but when he did, I strongly encouraged him to get one from Poodle Rescue. At the time, I had just gotten my oldest golden retriever through the puppy stage, and even though it had only been two years since my last puppy stage, this time around, it seemed a lot more exhausting. Maybe it was because I was just over 40 at the time, or because the puppy ended up on a steroid for a lymph node issue, which caused a lot more accidents. I don't really know. All I do know is that I was sure a puppy wasn't a good idea for an older couple who had serious health issues. Unfortunately, this logic didn't enter into the decision process, something I can understand because I am a dog owner, or maybe it is because I'm owned by dogs. Misty came into their lives in early 2009. If you've listened to previous podcasts, and you definitely should be, you'll remember that mom was rejected as a potential kidney donor for my dad the previous summer because of cognitive impairment, so the idea of them getting a puppy really didn't sit well with me. I even offered to go on the day-long road trip to where the poodle rescue people were, but dad insisted on getting a puppy from the same breeder he got Holly from. It wasn't too long after getting Misty that my mom came to me almost in a panic and insisted that I promise to take care of their dog if something should happen to them. That should have been a big warning, but my crystal ball wasn't working so well and I didn't think I'd have to worry about taking in their dog. I assured mom that I would take care of Misty and I do do that now that they're both in a memory community. Caring for Misty is actually a bit of a team effort. For example, Every six weeks, my husband loads up our three golden retrievers, heads off to mom's place to pick up Misty, and then the SUV full of dogs heads off to the groomers. No big deal, right? Well, Misty is severely overweight because mom gets really agitated if she thinks the dog hasn't eaten, which happens whenever she realizes the dog bowl is empty. This causes issues you really don't want me to describe, so Misty takes longer than normal to be cleaned and groomed, and my dogs have to wait till she's done. The extra driving back and forth takes up a lot more time than we ever expected, but it's what we're doing. We're looking into a mobile groomer that can work with us and mom and the assisted living community. They're interested in that solution as well, so hopefully one comes along and soon. I've personally spent more time this year with Misty at the vet than I have with my three dogs combined, so you guess I could say I'm keeping my promise. The problem is, I'm not sure how long having Misty living in a memory community can continue. I'll get into the pros and cons of that, but I'd like to tell you some stories about Misty and her home first. They're a lot more fun. 
Mom had been living in her new home about six months when the executive director, the med techs, and I put a system in place to get Misty fed in an appropriate way. Her extreme weight causes issues that cost extra money, and it's simply not fair to the dog to not attempt to fix the weight problem. The plan was to have all the dogs, there are two other furry residents of the community, stay in the residents' apartments during meals, and the med techs would feed them in the mornings and evenings. Well, Misty figured out super quickly that going to mom's apartment just before a meal meant she would be missing out on treats, so she howls like a wild animal. Trust me, you don't want to hear it. The predominantly female residents feel so sorry for the poor dog that they let her out. If any of the staff attempt to prevent them from feeding Misty from the table, it gets really ugly really quickly. Envision about a half dozen older ladies all riled up over the mistreatment of this poor dog. Some young staff person telling them what they can and cannot do, and you might get an idea of how ugly the situation can turn and how fast. Honestly, it's a situation that can get out of control in a very bad way, so Misty wins that battle. While we were still attempting to keep Misty in Mom's apartment during meals, I had, in retrospect, a funny event. Misty only listens to Mom, and even that's a stretch. I was attempting to get Misty into Mom's room, something she was 100% unwilling to do, when another resident decided that Misty belonged to her. Now, this is a common issue with this particular resident, so I mostly ignored her, which I shouldn't have done. As I tried to shove a reluctant, obese dog into Mom's room, this other resident got quite upset that I was stealing her dog. She was sort of yelling at Mom to make me stop, not something Mom appreciated at all. Mom kept telling her Misty was her dog, and as I struggled with Misty, I had my back to the two ladies. Suddenly I heard, If you touch me one more time, I'm going to knock your block off. I immediately abandoned my mission of getting Misty into Mom's room, and I honestly can't remember what happened with her in the next few minutes. All I do recall was a near total panic that there was about to be an old lady brawl in the hallway over this darn dog. That certainly was not what I signed up for when I agreed to care for Misty if something happened to my parents. I practically shoved Mom out the door to the courtyard, which thankfully she was standing right in front of, and once we were out there, I could deal with just her. Misty was probably begging in the dining room by this time. Mom was so angry she was shaking, which made me feel pretty badly for her. I knew I only needed to get her through the next two to three minutes until she forgot the whole incident. That's an Alzheimer's plus you can't hold a grudge when you don't remember that someone upset you, and trust me, Mom was a gold medal grudge holder back in the day. Thankfully, it was a beautiful early fall afternoon, and once we were out in the courtyard, I got Mom calmed down. She was so angry, all I could think of was to play on her empathy for the, quote, poor old lady whose mind is so bad, she doesn't know what she's saying. I just kept telling Mom over and over how sad it is that that lady's mind is so bad and that she liked Misty so much that she thought Misty was hers. I also reassured Mom that no one was going to take Misty away, and that the other resident would forget she thought Misty was hers, and it was all going to be okay. Mom really appreciates the beautiful blue sky, so I commented on how pretty the sky was, and within just a few minutes, which felt a lot longer, Mom had forgotten about the whole ugly incident, 
and I was able to escort her back inside for dinner. Yes, Misty was right there, ready to beg, borrow, and steal whatever food she could from all her favorite residents. I left for home and my own dinner, but the, quote, event wasn't 100% over just yet, at least not for me. You see, my dad had signed up both my parents for the NRA, and since their mail was still being forwarded to my house, I was presented with an interesting potential solution to the dog-stealing resident when I got home. Sitting on my kitchen island was a large postcard. This postcard was quite hostile-looking as junk mail goes, with black and red background and an aggressive font. All I remember was the offer was for Diane to get a free gun. I laughed so hard at the thought of my mom packing heat and popping off the dog thief that it really lightened up the evening. Seriously, though, free gun? I tell this story a lot because now that it's in the past, it's actually pretty funny. Of course, at the time, I was terrified that mom would punch this other resident and get herself kicked out. That would not have been a great afternoon for me. So needless to say, Misty has won the food war. There are days I have to watch mom feed Misty completely inappropriate things by hand. The day mom finger-picked ice cream out of a cup to feed her was a doozy. Sometimes I can't remain silent, but all that does is cause more issues. Mom gets pretty frosty if she thinks I'm trying to tell her what to do with her dog. Even her friends get in on the action and tell me it's not a big deal. Misty's fine and she's such a nice dog and blah, blah, blah. They don't realize Misty should weigh about 15 pounds and weighs 26, if not slightly more. That all this excess weight makes it impossible for Misty to clean herself properly, causes incontinence, and can't possibly feel good to live in that skin. It's a challenge that we're facing at the moment, and we'll figure out how to deal with that. But let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. Sponsors allow us to bring you this podcast free of charge every week, something we absolutely love to do. MBK Senior Communities is dedicated to being the preferred senior living provider in the markets they serve. They create warm, inviting living spaces in desirable locations. They offer a variety of services and programs to enrich the lives of residents and their families. And by getting to know their residents, their personal preferences, and their individual needs, MBK Senior Communities can better contribute to their well-being and provide care that's right for them. They are committed to enhancing independence and quality of life, serving others the way they prefer to be treated, and providing care that is delivered with integrity, dignity, and compassion. Currently serving the Western United States, but expanding. Why not contact your local community for a tour and see for yourself why most of their residents say they felt at home from their very first visit? You can get more information by visiting their website at mbkseniorliving.com or call 949-242-1400. There was a time earlier this year when the vet thought that Misty had Cushing's disease. Since the treatment for this disease is expensive medication and monthly testing, my husband called the breeder Dad bought Misty from and explained the situation to her. She agreed to take Misty back once we got a definitive diagnosis. Well, she never tested 100% positive for Cushing's, and the vet thinks the relationship between Misty and Mom is still a positive one, so we're leaving her there for now. But as Mom's memory gets worse, we'll have to reevaluate the situation. More about Misty. 
Misty is the princess of the memory community. The staff let her out to do her business, and they talk to her very nicely, but she frequently looks at them like they are the dumbest humans she's ever encountered and blatantly ignores them. It's part of the reason that there's an extra housekeeping charge to clean up after Misty. Mom also gets stressed if she thinks Mom, Misty, hasn't had food, needs water, or some other care that she can't handle, but doesn't listen to the staff when they tell her Misty just ate. In all honesty, it's really frustrating to watch. The dog lover in me wants Misty to have the best life possible, and I don't think she's really getting that, but Mom loves her so much, my heart can't separate the two of them. If Misty is out of sight long enough, Mom seems to forget about her, sometimes almost completely, so I know she'd forget about her fairly quickly, which is really a sad thought. But I also know at some point it's going to be a good thing to give Misty a better life for her last few years. When I'm really struggling with how to handle this situation, it's hard not to flash back to the conversation where I tried really hard to convince my dad he needed to get an older dog, not an eight-week-old puppy. He knew he had chronic health issues, and I can't imagine he didn't realize how much mom's memory issues were becoming a problem. It hadn't been that long since she was turned down to be his kidney donor because of her memory issues, so I'll never understand why he was so reluctant to get one that was young, just not a baby. You see, my youngest dog is a rescue. We got him at seven months old, and he's one of the most loyal and sweetest dogs I've ever had. Remy is actually my sixth golden retriever, so I do have some experience with loving and loyal. Many people tell me it's the rescue personality that they are so grateful to have a loving home that it shows up in their personality every day. It's hard to argue with that. Every morning, I get what we call the Remy love smush. He gets up with my husband, and when it's time for me to get up, I hear the thundering paws approaching the bedroom. Then he leaps on the bed, slides across the covers, and throws his entire body across my chest. He rolls over so I can give him sufficient belly rubs while he licks and nibbles my face. How can you not want a rescue dog when you know that a love smush is yours for the asking? But Dad insisted on a puppy. A pretty typical puppy escapade brings to mind an early Misty story. Guests came to their front door, and like a typical puppy, Misty ran out the door and down the street. For years, going forward, anytime Misty was near the front door, especially whenever someone was coming or going, Mom would practically freak out at the thought that Misty would get out and run away. At first, when she was still young, it wasn't completely outrageous to think that because she'd run off to explore the wilds of the front yard. But as she aged, she wasn't interested in running off gleefully as puppies do. She was content with just sniffing the plants in the yard. Unfortunately, Mom didn't understand that Misty had matured into a mellow adult who didn't have a wild puppy streak, so it was always a struggle around the door. Since Dad always brought Misty along with them, I got to experience the struggle a lot more than I felt was reasonable, especially since it would wind up my dogs and cause utter chaos. One time, when my parents went out of town for a family wedding, we agreed, reluctantly, to host Misty. We were both working, so we were unable to attend. At the time, Misty was middle-aged and very fat, so I insisted she walk with my Goldens. We live in a golf course neighborhood, so at sunset, we walk over to the golf course and then let the dogs off leash to run and chase each other. Well, 
Misty decided that she was going to run up the hill back to the house. I ended up chasing her. I'm a cyclist, not a runner, and even though she has short legs and a fat body, it took a lot of effort to catch her. I had the last laugh, though, because after the running, the dogs finish a nearly two-mile walk, then we head uphill to home. Misty did the whole walk with us and slept like the dead the whole night. If my parents were able to leave town more often at that point in Misty's life, I might have been able to train her how dogs behave at my house, but unfortunately, that was the last time Dad took Mom anywhere overnight. It was just too stressful for both of them. It wasn't great for Misty and my household either, but I never told him that. There are a lot of benefits of having a pet, but there does come a time when we have to consider our age, health, and stamina before committing to caring for a pet. The reason my newest dog came from a rescue organization is because of the five prior dogs, each one has gotten harder and harder to house train. Luna, who is our almost four-year-old, nearly broke us with her refusal to train. She broke all the doggy rules on house training. I knew that between our jobs, what little travel we get to do, and caring for mom, getting an eight-week-old puppy just wasn't a good idea. My husband really, really, really wanted a puppy, arguing repeatedly that we're still young enough and healthy enough and that this would likely be the last time in our lives that we'd be physically able to get a puppy. Well, I won that battle, and trust me, he's not sorry. He's such a sap for Remy, lavishing love and attention to him to the point the other two dogs feel like second-class pets. The best thing is it only took about two weeks to house train him. His biggest issue were the flaps on the doggy doors. He'd been kept outside with his brothers for so long that going through dog door flaps was just too weird. He'd actually come back in through one of them, then stand in the garage seemingly confused as to what to do next. We had just gotten him pretty used to going outside when Misty had to spend the morning with us. She had a vet appointment later in the day and couldn't eat anything prior. (laughs) Well, the only way to guarantee that was to bring her to my house. Oh, joy! Of course, from the moment she got here, she pooped on the floor twice. Then she peed. Remy seemed to think, oh, okay, it's it's fine to pee in the house. And then he peed. Needless to say, I wasn't thrilled at all, so I locked Misty in the garage, which wasn't pretty. She whined and howled like she'd been left out in the cold. I had to close the dog door so she couldn't just pop back in, and I assumed that all my dogs had had plenty of time to empty their bladders, so I went to the back of the house to get ready for the appointment. Huh, I wasn't thrilled to go back into the kitchen to find urine all over the floor and running around the grout lines of my tile. Needless to say, Misty isn't coming back to my house ever, even with Mom. Misty was never great even when Dad brought her here. If he had the nerve to use the bathroom and close the door, she'd carry on like no other dog they've ever had, and trust me, she's not the first spoiled one they've owned. It was nuts and not very conducive to a nice visit, with Mom constantly fussing over the dog and the dog acting like someone had chopped off her leg if my dad left the room even for a minute but I could rarely convince him to leave her home. Dad did do his best to train her, and for the most part, he was successful, but dogs need to have a consistent reminder of the rules, or they make their own. Dad did get a kidney transplant not long after getting Misty, which did upend her training. 
Consistent, loving discipline takes a lot of time and energy, and as his health deteriorated, so did Misty's manners. She behaved best for him. I think Mom's anxious behavior around her didn't help. It's what I was concerned about when he insisted on getting a puppy. If they had gotten one that was a year to three years old, we wouldn't be dealing with these issues now. The benefits of a pet are countless. Their unconditional love has got to be the best thing any of us could have. Dogs and other pets don't care how you look or if you can't remember things. They just want your love and attention. They also provide comfort when you're feeling sad or unwell. Just petting a dog or stroking a cat can lower blood pressure and calm frazzled nerves. When my dad was on hospice care, Misty was always close by, if she wasn't in the kitchen manipulating a snack out of mom. I sometimes wonder what she was thinking during that time and how she felt the night dad died. I do know she was a big comfort to him. In the best scenario, dogs can provide an excuse to get out of the house and get some exercise. I do try to get mom out to walk with Misty, and I know my sister does too, but at this stage in her disease, she constantly asks me where we're going and why, so it's not always a pleasant outing. Now that we're finally coming up on warm weather, I should probably make a better effort to get them both walking more. It would be good for both of them, but honestly, I don't need an extra walk since I have to walk three big dogs when I get home. Another positive reason for having a dog is that they are all about right now. They don't worry about the future. Tomorrow can be a very scary place for an older person, and having an animal with that sense of now tends to rub off and help calm our senior citizens. They can also reduce depression. As I talked about in an earlier episode, Misty was a complete blessing when we moved mom into the memory community. I don't think mom would have survived the first few days without her, which is one of the reasons, despite the unintentional negative care Misty gets, I haven't made the decision that it's time to rehome her. That's going to be a month-to-month evaluation, and I'm not looking forward to the day we have to make that change. Before you get a new pet, though, consider the following things carefully. Will you or someone else be able to take care of the pet, feed it properly, make sure it gets any needed medications as prescribed, take it for walks, and make sure it's trained to have acceptable manners? If you've had pets before, these answers will likely come easily, but do give some thought about the future. I'm sure if my dad were still around, he wouldn't be happy that Misty is so heavy that it causes other issues and her manners are mediocre at best. I know when he used to get frustrated with mom when she would feed Misty several times a day, and it should have been a warning sign that he didn't have the stamina to take control of the situation. Maybe he tried, and it ended up in arguing with mom in the way she does with me. I'll never know. I do know that when the caregivers were at their home 24-7, they were able to curtail how much Misty ate, and she actually lost some weight. Unfortunately, she found it again pretty quickly once they moved into their new home. Another consideration, are you physically stable or do you need walking aids? Pets can get underfoot, especially when they want attention. Cats are notorious for rubbing themselves all over your feet while you walk, a challenge for even the most stable person on the planet. If you're starting to have balance issues, a small dog may easily become a tripping hazard. Large dogs are easier to maneuver around, but they can also crash into the back of your knees or jump up in your face. My dogs are normally very good around seniors, 
And since I have a grandmother that's 100, it's important that their manners be top-notch. But just two weeks ago, Luna wanted to make sure that my grandmother greeted her, so she jumped up, putting her front feet on Nana's chest. My grandmother does not see well anymore and isn't a dog person, so this was completely unacceptable, and Luna knew it. This was completely out of character for her, so we had a few minutes of chaos while I got the dogs under control and the older ladies away from them. Not the scene I had in mind for the start of their Mother's Day visit. Dogs can also get expensive as they age. My oldest golden, Jinx, is ten and a half and has arthritis in his hip. He's getting to the point where we're probably going to have to get a prescription for pain meds, although he does enjoy the heating pad on his hip at night, especially after a walk. We'll have to see if this is still the case in the middle of the summer. He's pretty hairy and doesn't like it hot. That'll probably be the time he goes to the vet for meds because I can't imagine liking the heating pad in the middle of the summer, even with the air conditioning running. Misty is on a $2 a day medication for incontinence, which isn't a lot of money, but it does add up. All the testing to see if she had Cushing's disease came to about $2,000, so it's something you need to consider before getting a pet. While I'm on the subject, it's a really good idea to consider adopting an older dog or a shelter dog, especially in our later years. As I've experienced and mentioned, a rescue dog can shower some pretty intense and grateful love on you whether you want it or not. There are also a lot of shelter dogs that need good homes, so consider them as well. I do have one more story to tell you about mom and her dogs and Misty's life in the memory community. As I mentioned, my mom has had dogs all of her life, or at least most of it. One story that mom retells a lot goes like this. I've had dogs all of my life, and when I was pregnant with my first child, mom seems to forget that that was me, my mother-in-law said to me, well, I guess now you'll be getting rid of the dogs. There is a variation on the story lately. Maybe my grandmother also made this statement just after my parents were married, because that's the twist. Now that you're getting married, I guess you'll be getting rid of the dogs. My mom tells this story all the time. I've heard this story far too many times, and honestly, I don't need to hear it in any form ever again. I'm not the only one who feels this way, however. One day, while I was visiting with Mom and her friend, Mom started in on this story, and while she was talking, her friend slapped her on the knee and said, You've told me that story 802 times! I had the hardest time not laughing, hysterically, because honestly, if your friend in the memory community makes a statement like that, you must tell that story far too many times. It also seems like a subtle form of elder abuse to tell the same story so many times that your cognitively impaired friend tells you she's heard it all before. But that isn't the end of that story. A couple of months later, we're all out in the courtyard and mom starts in on the story again. I'm pretty good about redirecting her focus so I don't have to hear it again, but that particular day, her friend started retelling the story at the same time. Again, I had to restrain myself from laughing out loud. I almost feel sorry for her friend that she's heard this story so frequently that it's been programmed into her head. Her memory is only slightly better than mom's, so for her to be able to remember and repeat the story that mom tells all the time is amazing, if not a little bit sad. For now, let me leave you with just a little bit more about Misty since she's such a big part of mom's life. Despite her significant weight, 
Misty can jump up on the bed, run down the hall with her ears flapping behind her, and generally appears to be quite happy. She snores like a hibernating bear, and I honestly don't know how Mom puts up with that at night. She's always close by to Mom, loyal like all dogs are. Finding a memory community that allowed Mom and Misty to stay together was a blessing, despite all the challenges. The residents love her, and the staff treats her well, even when they have to handle doggy parent-type duties. They seem to like her almost as much as the residents, so for now it's all good. I'm just going to take it one week at a time and not worry about Misty's future. I guess a bit of that living for now attitude is rubbing off on me. I hope you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend, and until next week, hang in there. I've got more great episodes for you coming up. While you're here listening, please remember to rate and review this podcast. Ratings are how new people find us, and you don't want to keep all these stories a secret. Next week, we'll be discussing adult day programs and all of the great benefits. So if you haven't subscribed, do so now so you get notified when new episodes are available. Thank you for listening to Fading Memories, and have a great week.